Welcome to The Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we will do our best to let you know they're coming. This episode, we've got reviews of some big new releases, including Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, The Fablemans, with no colon, <laughs> and Bones and All, which my squeamish co-host definitely did not and probably should not see. As always, this is our plea to rate and review us. I've said it. You can do it. Um, should we just dive right into our main topic, Justin? Yeah, let's right. do it. Let's talk about Glass Onion, colon, a Knives Out Mystery. <laughs> colon might be our like subtweet of the episode. A lot of colons going <laughs> yes. on this year. This is uh, Ryan Johnson's uh, sequel to Knives Out. This is Benoit Blanc returns, this time to a Greek island. That's not too shabby. Joining him are Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr., Madeline Klein, Ed Norton, Catherine Hahn, Kate Hudson, and... Dave Bautista and a lot of other people we're not going to talk about. Uh, well, we're not going to name. <laughs> Cameos abound, reveals and jokes are plentiful. What did you think, Justin? We'll do a quick uh, sort of spoiler-free review, I think, and then dive in uh, for spoilers for yes. people that want it. Um, it's. I thought this was fun. I kind of it left my brain almost a day after I saw it. In fact, when we were making notes, I'd sort of forgotten that we'd actually <laughs> seen it. Um, that said, this is perfectly fun. If you like the first one, it just gives you more of the same. And it's got a little more of a sort of, I'd say, pointed, maybe a little more obvious, some might say, political kind of satire with sort of the villain in this one. Um, I feel like maybe you didn't watch the first one in a while because I just rewatched it. It was pretty political. It's- just as pointed yeah. and political. Okay. I, I need to go back and watch yeah. it. Um, it's funny. It's like that movie also evaporated from my brain. So, um, But I like these. I mean, I think I'm just mostly like it's not my genre. You know, um, I would say that it is more of a uh, how done it than a who done it, which I feel like is sort of probably a thing that most mysteries actually just dwell in these days. Right. Writing a true mystery where there's actually a mystery about who done it has got to be really fucking hard. Uh-huh. Um, so there's this is kind of like the things you think are the who's or you're going to probably be right about, and so it's more just sort of like how. Right. Um, I want to yeah. be really careful because this was only in theaters for a week. Yeah. Um, and it's not coming to Netflix until December 23rd. So I really want to give point. lots of st- spoilers room here Morning. because uh, this is one that is really part of the fun yeah. is going to be the things that pop up. Yeah. Um, All right. So what did you what did you think? And then we'll go into spoilers. I mean, this is this is in my blood to love this. I adored the first one. I've seen it probably six or seven times. Wow. Um, I I go and watch it because it makes me feel good in his hat and makes me happy. I make other people watch it. So I was, and also, hi, Ed Norton. So this movie was for me. I knew it was going to be for me. I loved it. I saw it twice in the one week it was in the theater. I cannot wait for December 23rd to start forcing other people to watch it. And if they haven't seen the first one, watch that one too. It's just, I 
find these to be delightful. They are well written. They are incredibly well acted. Everyone in them is having such a good time. There is so much goodwill involved in these movies that I love them. I can't wait for the next one. All right, let's do some spoilers. We'll okay. do one colon, two colons, a whole bunch of colons, a whole bunch of colons. All right, bail out if if you've already if you've not seen this and are waiting until uh, December to watch it on Netflix. Yes, um, but we are going into spoilers. Um, yeah, I first of all just want to say Ed Norton uh, really just having so much fun in this yes. role. I feel like he was fantastic, and I, I heard somebody saying like, "Oh, so nice to see him." Kind of loosen up again and do Having this fun a good stuff, time. and it it truly was. Did was you a... catch his costuming? No. Okay, so there's the when the flashback scene, he is styled to look exactly like Tom Cruise's character in uh, Magnolia. Oh, how funny! Down to and including bracelets, and oh, he also has a uh, a Jobs look, I believe, but I didn't catch that one. But okay. the, I did catch the one in the flashback where he's styled to uh, T.J. Mackey, I think is that character's name, in in magnolia but he is having a blast he's so fun yeah um and you know as usual uh daniel craig is you know ridiculous accents i am i am amazed that your accent cop is on because nobody on break for these thinks movies. it's good <laughs> nobody's expo- it's part of the joke right is right. you know it's not like he actually thinks people sound like that right <laughs> um and janelle monet actually i did read something where he said he really trained hard for this one for the accent well, um yeah. so <laughs> both of them accents not great no but terrible but not that important truly in the scheme of things um but I mean, maybe he trained hard to make sure that he didn't drop it. Right, right. But it definitely doesn't sound like he's from anywhere on Earth. And I do think he's laying it on extra thick in the beginning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the, I'm going to put on the Southern Hokum. Yeah, he, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. It, it seems to get a little better as it goes on, probably yep. for that reason. Um, yeah, it's fun. Um, I thought the, you know, the big kind of island palace was fun. Um you know, I don't know. There's not much to say about these things in my mind. I I think it's a little funny that they're like all they're like these influencers and they're all friends. And so the movie really sort of is like hinging on this idea that these people hung out together. Yeah, they'd never hang out together. Yeah. Any of these people. <laughs> yeah, and so that kind of threw me a little bit. Um, the governor hanging out with the the man's rights activist. No, it would yeah. never happen. Which I think is. I, I I'm fine with it. I go with the story. Yeah, let it happen. Exactly. Um, but everybody's just so good that it's and the script is funny and smart. Yes. We chuckled. Um, Absolutely. I did like that it sort of tied in um, kind of COVID in a way that you know felt just sort of real but also yes. funny. Um, Lived got in, some, and like, then they were able to get rid of it in a way that wasn't like yeah, and provided some jokes. Like Kate I Hudson's, think it's our first movie about COVID that has jokes in it. That's Kate like, Hudson's, it's okay, they're all in my pod. <laughs> thought I would die, and uh, then one other line is oh. Daniel Craig's delight when he says, I'm very bad at it. It's a dumb game about Clue. Very funny. Like, lots of good lines. Um, His soft boyfriend reveal, I'm a little miffed about, but I seem to be the only one. Um, Like, you are mad if it's over the top, like, you know. I'm like, okay, so they just revealed that he's gay in a very normal, it's just part of the story way, and you're mad about it. You crack me up. It just... (laughs) 
barely like I don't know if you're gonna do it you gotta just well they're probably mad at each other it's COVID they don't want to talk to each other <laughs> exactly. the guy the man's been in the bathtub for like six months <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> Hugh Grant's like get him the fuck out of my house that's true fair enough <laughs> like, um, oh it's Hugh Grant sorry yeah and Hugh yeah. Grant um you know answering the door in the middle of baking was yes. certainly cute yeah um and yes those two should be boyfriends uh-huh. I, would, so. I would watch I would watch that <laughs> wow all right you <laughs> You said it. I mean, that one of them in the bathtub, the other one baking. <laughs> right. It's like, you okay, know, a sexual fanny would watch that. <laughs> You'd watch that uh, outtake of their Yes. Of their you and Dave life. can watch the hot sex life. I'm going to watch them be adorable and have hats on in the bathtub to play nice. among us with other people that I won't give away the, the cameos. There are oh. some delightful cameos. And I, I will shame my – well, not shame. I will own my face blindness and yeah. say that – and also, I just—I guess I just wasn't looking very hard. I missed three quarters of the cameo in the Did big cameo Did you want to talk scene. about the um, projection and blame it on that? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, this is an old Justin Nix that is being revived. One of our small theaters, which they somehow stuck Glass Onion into, even though it's been, like, the only sold-out movie, like, of the past week Man, or whatever that was. nobody in there. I mean, there was I no, mean, there was no, was, no seats in there. Yeah. Well. People were climbing over the back to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and the theater is, like, pretty empty except for that movie. Yep. Um, and they put it in the shittiest little projector room with the dim everything was kind of washed out also the sound was bad i kept missing lines um i missed a couple sort of keys so you know i'm excited to actually i will probably watch this again on netflix uh, with dave and like turn on the subtitles and i bet i will catch oh i'm sure you get a little more out of it so so. yeah and it was fun i totally recommend it so Um, Dead to Me is in its third and final season. I'm only halfway through because I'm doling them out to myself. I'm so. kind of in the same boat. I'm okay. a little past half. But, um, yeah, Linda Cardellini and um, Christina, Applegate. Applegate. Christina Applegate. James Marsden. James Marsden. Um, this has been a long time since it was on. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's it been is over a year. a show that the initial premise is, um, if you haven't seen the show, basically... Uh, I think we can just sort of say the premises. There's a uh, murder or well, a death of a, a person, and then somebody basically tries to sort of um, comfort a friend about the right. death and become friends. And it turns out there's lots of lies and nefarious stuff. Hijinks. Hijinks. Ensue. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I guess we shouldn't we should be kind of careful about spoilers. I will just say, I think the second season of the show, I started to be a little like. Uh, what are they, what are they doing with this? Is this really this third season has rebounded so nicely? Such a love um, letter to these this to female friendship. The same way Banshees of Inisherin was about how men negotiate friendships, and and in an odd way was a love story about a breakup story about a male friendship. This is such a love letter to the importance of having you know really good good solid friendships and god i love it it's it's so good this season i just don't know what what's different about it but it just feels a little like more heartfelt and a little just like sharper in areas and i'm gonna miss it like performances are deeper yeah well and i think christina applegate with her ms diagnosis i know that she wanted like not to make the ms part of the story but she became important to her to kind of get some of these emotional beats between yeah. her and Cardina, uh, Cardellini. Um, and I, that uh, you can tell that she sat down and was like, here's some stuff. It's been important to them too. And I love that, that it's 
actually also a love letter to these two women who also really care about each other. And I just think it's such a great show. And also, um, basically, Cardellini's queerness is something that, speaking of just doing that really well, um, I just love the way they've handled that story. It's sort of just like... Agreed. Matter of fact, and but also just you're like, of course, and then right. just that sort of friendship where they're just like, cool, great. I mean, like, Natalie, no... Natalie Morales, oh. look, look, I'm not, I'm not straight, but <laughs> Natalie Morales shows up on my door, exactly. yeah, even if I am yeah. straight, um, yes, please. They have such great chemistry. Yes, I mean, do. that's the thing about this show is the chemistry between the actors is all of them, yeah. like the cops, like, it, like, there's not a wasted like relationship in the show. Yes, uh, I even like the Martin. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, again, goodwill, and he seems like everybody, much like Glass Onion, everybody seems like they really respect and care about each other. And Marsden, I think he's underrated. I don't understand why he's not a bigger star, because he is so winning. He could have been Paul Rudd if he'd been handled well. And maybe he's fine. Maybe he wants to do this kind of stuff, and he's had a good career. There's nothing wrong with the career he's had. Sure, he's filthy rich. But, you know, and he's got his, you know, he's got great kids that he's focused on because he's, you know, he and his wife divorced pretty early on i think he just was like fine i'll be rich and be dad you know and good for him but god i do think he's he's so good in stuff i really like him i am hesitant to finish it because i yeah, don't want it to end too. and yeah me too and i appreciate so far they've done a good job of also in this season not doing too much of the hijinks like yeah. it's just like percolating in the background but it's really just about their friendship yeah (laughs) and trying to make all of it all of the stuff that's happened trying to fix the stuff with the kids trying to just repair and even though they just keep lying still they lie a lot (laughs) yeah there's lots of lies (laughs) um i would not be a good character on that show no my bad lying no Um, secret hitler uh, (laughs) (laughs) when you asked what game are they playing in glass onion (laughs) and fast forward 15 seconds when they're and they're playing this this game among Us, which is a very online game. Somebody, it's basically Secret Hitler or Werewolf or whatever. But when you lean over to me and you're like, "What game are they playing?" and I basically was like, "Just it's fine, Secret Hitler." <laughs> not not for Justin. <laughs> online Secret Hill. <laughs> I've never felt so old. I was like, "Wow, this video game, this movie expects everybody to know what this game I is." I mean, it was a zeitgeist. It was giant. Wow. It, yeah. yeah, like. I've everybody's oh it, you're so, sus you're yeah. yeah and they dressed up like the characters oh, and, is that where sus came yeah, from uh-huh. wow yeah. i had no idea yeah. okay I mean, yeah. I know among us was giant wow i've never played it maybe i would like it, it more on a game yeah. version well if you'd get a switch we could play it nice all right i'm gonna play it with strangers i might be able to lie better to strangers that's fine you wouldn't know it was me <laughs> okay then well then i'm definitely not gonna play it that's scary um <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, I'll talk about a few things I saw. I saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So Um, did I. Yes, God, you did too. Why didn't we put (laughs) it in the both? I don't know why you didn't put it in both. I just forgot that you also saw it. (laughs) Um, Sorry, this is in the both column. We saw it separately, which is rare. Um, This is the sequel to Black Panther after um, Chadwick Boseman passed. Um, You've heard, you've read all the stuff about uh, how they were going to do that and all the kind of struggles they had getting this movie made. I think it was a really tough movie for a a ton of reasons. Um, Yeah, so this one is basically focused on uh, Letitia Wright's Shuri, who is basically grieving the loss of her brother and uh, then trying to sort of like also deal with this new uh, antagonist in 
uh, Namor or Namor, as they say in the movie, uh, played by Tanoch Huerta. Uh, Angela Bassett is the queen still. Um, Martin still. Freeman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus are also there. A lot <laughs> as uh, fu- uh, future franchise setting government dorks. Um, <laughs> Divorced government dorks. <laughs> yes. What did you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever now that I remember you saw it? Oh my god, I loved it so much. I... I'm so grateful that this movie was handled this way. I am so grateful for so many of the decisions that they made to give all of us time with these characters and with these actors to also miss this person that was really important to so many people. And the fact that he was important to so many small children and so, you know, so many people that needed him to be able to sit in a theater with those people and cry and mourn him and that they gave it to us in such a classy way they didn't they didn't do any cgi shit they didn't do any voice modification stuff they didn't they just said yeah you know what this really sucks and also he was really awesome and and he worked through to give us something as a present and let's try and celebrate that and this whole movie was up and down about all of that about let's celebrate him let's also be sad maybe we're also you know maybe we're also a little upset that we didn't know he was sick so we couldn't tell him we were gonna miss him you know yeah so i there was so much in this movie that i loved and you know yes freeman and louis dreyfus should have been phone calls those were like you know meetings that should have been an email but (laughs) exactly it, it, it it, I I have goodwill toward both those actors, so it wasn't like, oh my god, get the fuck off my screen. But that was the twenty minutes I would have cut out. Yeah, was that? Yeah. Um, I get why Marvel had to do it. Yeah. But I just I thought this was stunning. What do you think? I loved it. I remember sort of hearing sort of mixed things right before it came out, and I started to be like, oh no, oh no. Um, and if you go back and listen, I think I liked the first one a lot, but I, I think I had some frustrations with it. And so I was expecting maybe something not even as good as the first one. And I get that, like, this is a different movie and I feel even weird kind of comparing them, but I really, really love the way that this just pulled at the emotional threads between these characters, the plot. And this probably is part of the problem for so many fanboys, the plot mechanic the bad guys, like all of that stuff was sort of secondary, but it didn't also feel like tossed off. It no. all actually fed into what was happening in the story and sort of looking. Everybody was having grief, even the quote unquote antagonist. Yeah. And in the same way that I guess Killmonger had in the first one, like the thing I love about these movies, and I feel like going back and rewatching Black Panther, like I'm appreciating more that Coogler really does not let the bad guys just be like cardboard bad guys not at all so thoughtful about kind of what he's doing there um and to cuerta was great i fucking loved the underwater kingdom stuff i did too it was like really dreamy and beautiful and i I think that was like some people were complaining that it looked murky or bad and i was like this is like i don't want to see crystal clear james cameron underwater city this is like like that yeah it would be kind of dreamy and strange and when they emerged out of the water with those kind of mask things on i was like this is like an art film i thought it was so stunning to look at um and the performances i thought were great uh letitia wright i was a little like 
Ooh, can she carry this whole movie? She, she did. carried this movie. She did. Such an interesting way. The movie yep. just really, like, I like that it gave that. it space for her to not... It wasn't any sort of over-the-top. There was room in every performance for a lot of... You know what's what could have been ponderous emotion or ponderous like you know pauses, and it instead it really worked. You know? And her big big suit up since I think we're fully in spoilers here. Yeah. People have seen this. Her big suit up at the end, while it's exciting and you know sort of a, a moment, it it is even that's tinged with kind of reticence and mm-hmm. like a little sadness, and it's sort of like. It's, it's almost like born out of desperation more than right. just sort of like, I'm the new replacement for Black Panther and like, girl power, go. It's like so much more nuanced than that. And yep. um, God, I really like this movie. I'm like really thinking it's like towards the top of my Marvel list. Um, I can't wait to rewatch it. It's I just... thought Nuango and uh, Danae Gren- uh, Guerrero were f- both phenomenal. Um, I loved just the geeky glee that I, she didn't have much to do, but just every time they put a camera on Michaela Cole, she would just had that face of, can you believe I get to be here? And I need more Michaela. We do give her a bigger role because God, she was digging it. Yeah. And I loved that. And I loved that. They let her, that it was like, cool. Okay. There's not going to be a ton to do. That's fine. I want to be here. I want to, I want to be here. And I love, there's so much, there's room for everyone. I loved the, scene particularly on the i know people are like oh that the scene of the battle in the water and i loved like the scene where the women go overboard and the men are literally holding them you know like the the women they're literally behind the scenes supporting for the women to go overboard and fight this fight and i just i so fun so many good messages that i loved yeah i loved the the you know the mid or I guess the only cut scene, uh, you know, the only coda. So good. was so good. Yeah. And that little boy that is little the most beautiful is... little boy. Oh, my God. I'm just like. <laughs> yes, he could be Noanga and Bozeman's child. He is that beautiful. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm sure they won't do it. But if there's any way to just keep him young for a while I... for the next one. <laughs> no, he's so get, beautiful. Get making that movie now while he's like that adorable. I just <laughs> love the glee with which he said, I tell you my real name. So good. And just oh my, and the, the whole audience knew anyway. But it was just we were you were with that kid. Yeah. You know? it yeah. Was, I loved that. I loved really, it. Really loved good. It. What else did you see, Justin? I, just go see Wakanda Forever. You yeah. Guys. Anyone who has any hesitancy about it, just go see it. Yep. Um, speaking of hesitancy, I saw the Fablemans, uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, new semi-autobiographical sort of, but not really. A uh, story about a kid. A monkey. Um, and there's a very cute monkey in it. So I'm already, I got to say, I'm already in the tag for that monkey. I mean, that's, um, <laughs> you know me, that's the only thing I know about it. The and monkey I scenes want the are monkey. great. Yeah. Um, it is about a Spielberg-like kid who has a lot of uh, filmmaking aspirations in, you know, he's like a teenager in the 50s. Um, starts off in, I forget where, in East Coast somewhere, I think, and then Arizona and then Northern California and uh, Michelle Williams and Paul Dano are his parents. Their uh, relationship is kind of falling apart. Uh, it's about sort of how he negotiates his parents' uh, marriage falling apart and sort of how he doesn't play a role in it, but sort of observes it and also kind of in parallel with his kind of blossoming love of movie making. Uh, there are lots of references to 
kind of his movies. It's I thought it was really smart. Just the little things like the light coming under the door, but it's just like something else in the movie, but he's like looking at it and you're like, Oh, that's like, you know, those moments in those classic 80s Spielberg movies. Like that's where he saw that or sort of like a version of that. Um, It's a really thoughtful movie about kind of divorce and how, um, you know, kids sort of see moments in it and they feel more, it feels more traumatic to them because they focus on one like point and there's this reoccurring thing where it's about this kind of the focus of a camera, I guess, like a kid like that sort of thinking about one moment and almost getting like hypnotized by it. There's like um, a lot of those kind of moments of like being hypnotized by a moment of trauma or something and sort of like working through it in in your filmmaking. Um, It's funny. It's sweet. The lead performance uh, by Gabriel LaBelle as the young Spielberg Zanin is phenomenal this kid honestly is doing like oscar worthy work i hope they nominate him um michelle williams and paul dano they're like this is my biggest problem in the movie other than it also being two and a half hours long it they are doing this weird like like showy old movie kind of dialogue and michelle williams in particular is like there are moments where i'm like are you doing judy garland what it's like she's very i got a monkey Mm. like dave and i kept being like what's i mean i know she's supposed to be sort of like tightly wound like eccentric but um it was odd that it was a strange directorial choice. I didn't get it. And Paul Dano, I don't know. I'm not a big Paul Dano fan. And I, within 15 minutes, turned to Dave and was like, he was miscast in this. He just, he's supposed to be this sort of cold engineer who loves his family, but doesn't quite like show up enough emotionally and is closed off. But I just, I am like, why, what, why would she be? I don't get it. Um, Seth Rogen is in it as a kind of friend uncle character um really good really nice to see seth rogan like you nice. know with a good director and like not mugging ever about anything that um, is nice <laughs> but also not being like mysterious acting like he's right. just really natural and kind of funny just naturally really liked him in this movie i was surprised um i'd say overall go see it um i glad i saw it in the theaters because i feel like it's one of those movies that if i had been watching at home on the screen i probably would have pause to go make a drink and then just forgot to come back um so but i it's kind of a spielbergy movie experience and i liked that to sit through it um my husband dave liked it more than i did and i think he was <laughs> had lower expectations so um fablemans <laughs> pretty good uh, <laughs> fablemans didn't suck guardians of the galaxy holiday special i will just do this one quickly uh this is on disney plus right now it is an hour it is a goddamn delight you haven't seen this yet fanny have you we have you have to watch it um i my thoughts are that um the pogues are involved we don't basic with two we can't go down the basic route we don't have enough time today um but also uh the um old 97 is a band i love dressed up as aliens playing two songs one of which involves kevin bacon like singing and playing guitar Um, this is Batista, uh, Drax, and uh, Mantis. I forget who plays Mantis, but they are ridiculous and silly and clueless and violent. And Yay. it's very funny. Um, it sort of focuses on them, so the other ones aren't in it as much, which is good because it means not as much Chris Pratt, who also, Chris Pratt, sorry, you put on your chubby weight and look like an adorable chubby bear again. Still not working. You're still fucked You're up. Still a dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this. It's it's. Good really silly and 
that's about all you can say about it. Okay. Uh, Catastrophe on Amazon. Woo-hoo! I finished it. I binged it over Thanksgiving. Uh, this show's good. It's really good. Um, and to get your organ fix in. Yeah, exactly. The organ, organ of it all is just, and Rob Delaney is also great, but uh, this show's worth watching just for their acting and their interactions. Um, it's a great kind of just cl- classic all-time kind of uh, entertainment kind of relationship story. Absolutely. Um, and they're so good, and just their fight, the way they fight, and then laugh, and you know, things just turn ebb and flow. Like, I mean, I was watching with Dave and he was like, I kind of feel like this is us sometimes, but I kind of feel like this is everybody. And they just got that like perfectly. Um, There's a lot of focus on a lot of the friends and shit, which I'm like too much of that. Cut it all out. Make it like two seasons instead of four or whatever. But uh, there are only six episodes per season. So it does fly by. Definitely worth a watch. It's half an hour. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finally, meet me in the bathroom is the, uh, documentary on currently on Showtime, I think it's in theaters too, about that kind of post-millennial New York band explosion with the Strokes, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, uh, TV on the radio, Interpol. Um, it's not a very good documentary. I was really disappointed Aww. in it. Um, I don't love those bands, so that's probably part of it. I mean, I kind of like Yeah Yeah Yeahs and TV on the radio are pretty good, but a lot of those bands, Strokes and Interpol, are super overrated and... Um, yeah, it's just this movie, it's, a, it's like, doesn't really have a thought in its head other than these bands were all popular and started in New York in the year 1999 and kind of captured that post-9-11 kind of right. weird New York fragmented thing. But they're just not really that interesting and in that you don't really understand what the relationship is between them other than they just played at the same clubs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not really worth watching unless you're a massive, like, Strokes fan. I'm not. Yeah, I don't it. know who they are, so that's yeah. good. I know who the Pogues are, though. Yeah, Pogues not are getting, great. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. All right, what did you see? I saw Dangerous Liaisons on Stars. Nobody asked for this. I don't understand why it exists. It's very I didn't even pretty. Know it did exist. Um, it's been renewed it. for a second season. I mean, if you're super into like Valmont and the Dangerous Liaison story, fine. You could do worse. It's well acted. I don't know why this exists or why I watched four episodes of it. I will probably not finish the season unless I'm very, very bored or sick. Uh, I watched Emily the Criminal, which you can get on video on demand. This is Theo Rossi and Aubrey Plaza as a woman desperate to... Get rid of, she has a DU, well, not a DUI. She has a record, and so she can't get hired on in her wanted field, and she has all kinds of student debt. So she gets hooked up with people that use stolen credit cards and sort of hijinks and stu- suit. This is a really good movie. I, really um, I own it. You should watch it on uh, Amazon On Demand. Um, I mean, on my Amazon. People should go. It's I think it's like a six dollar buy and so like a three dollar rental. Seek it out. This is this is really good. This is uh, it has without the funniness. It has uh, you know Ingrid Goes West type vibes for me in the uh, thrillerness of it. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, Theo Rossi's accent works a little suspect, but he's still very good. <laughs> um, I saw the menu. This is the Rafe finds Anya Taylor Joy. Um, uh, Nicholas Holt and a whole bunch of everybody, you know, uh, Judith Ivy, that's her name, right? Judith Light. Uh, Light, thank you. I don't know where I came up with Ivy. <laughs> um, it's send up of, you know, it's a, it's a very eat the rich type story. 
I loved the menu. I thought it was really great. I can't wait to see it again. I thought the writing was fabulous. The acting is very sharp. I thought this was brilliant. I would encourage people to go see it. I in really, really liked it. Right in now, right? theaters. Yeah. It's in theaters. On Netflix, there is a true crime show called Hey Pepsi, Where's My Jet? I saw that pop up. About the guy who saw an ad when Pepsi, when Pepsi, like in the 90s, decided, hey, buy Pepsi and we'll give you a bunch of free shit if you buy Pepsi. And then you'll wear our own stuff, like branded stuff. Basically, you'll advertise for us and you'll pay us to do it. Well, in the ad, there was like, oh, 7 million Pepsi points and you can get a Harrier jet. And some kid, there was no disclaimer. So he decided that he'd get 7 million Pepsi points and try and get a Harrier jet and court cases ensued. That's what this is about. I'm only halfway through it. It's interesting. Should have been two episodes. It's four. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's kind of fun. Um, Echo three on Apple TV plus this is, I cannot remember the female uh, actor's name in this and I'm sorry to her. Um, she's been in other stuff. Uh, this is Michael Huseman and uh, Luke Evans play basically CIA people who have to go after the uh, one of them's brother. Uh, Michael Huseman is married to her. Uh, Luke Evans is her brother. And they have to go deep down into the Colombian jungle and get her back when uh, she is kidnapped because they realize that she too might be a CIA. Um, what do they call them? Not target. Uh, damn it. And not informant. No, when the, when you work for them, but you're not them anyway. I can't think of them, what they call it, but it's not great. I'll still walk it, watch it because Michael Huseman, Jessica Ann Collins. Thank you. That is her name. Everyone's is, but... good. It's it's well put together. Apple TV Plus knows how to film something, but it's not fabulous. Um, yeah, asset CIA asset. Ah, still not exactly the word I was looking for, but good enough. Um, see how they run. I didn't like it. Wow, and that's I, yeah. It seemed like right up your alley. Yeah, but, it did. Yeah, it did. I didn't like it. I love Sir Sharon, and I love Sam Rockwell. Movie not, mur- murder mystery. Yeah, right? about like the there's you know it's around the Agatha Christie uh, play that maybe they were going to make into a movie. There's like some true elements involved in it. Didn't like it. Thought it was boring. Uh, welcome to Chippendales. This I need to see. Yeah, or this is I? yeah. I'm going to give it another episode. First episode's too long. Okay. Takes a while to get there. Also involves um, my least favorite uh, true crime story, Dorothy, Dorothy um, Stratton and Paul Snyder. So, and, and Dan Stevens plays Paul Snyder, which is really hard for me because Paul Snyder is one of the creepiest motherfuckers that ever walked the face of the earth. And Dan Stevens I love. Yeah, no so, one wants to see him creep out. But... Nobody needs to see that. And, you know, the whole Dorothy Stratton thing, I've talked about that on the podcast before. Yeah. So the first episode ends with the murder. You don't see it, but you know it happens. How's my guy? He's great. Good. Of course he's great. Nice. This is Nanjiani and um, and Maury Bartlett, of course, is great. Um, I, I will keep watching. I need another episode. The first episode's too long and involves Paul Snyder. <laughs> so it's tough. Uh, Tulsa King. This is, You're still um, watching this. Uh, I've watched two episodes of this. This is aggressively mediocre. Didn't you talk about this last time? Or no? Maybe no, I, we, you and I me. just talked okay. about it. This is so aggressively mediocre, I cannot <laughs> believe it. It is like just... Uh, Taylor Strat- uh, Sheridan apparently wrote this like in a morning. And yeah, Taylor Sheridan wrote this in a morning. He like <laughs> threw this shit off like he was Stephen King on cocaine. Okay. <laughs> it's This is not a good show. People should not watch this show. However, it's 
it's totally watchable because it is just you know all the beats are coming you know what's coming every once in a while there's a kind of good joke but oh. i can't do still i know you can but it's it, it is so just unbelievably mediocre it's yeah. like it's like fruit loops or something and just anyway i watched that i saw don't worry darling i know you've already talked about it it was fine i love florence Pugh. i didn't care about this movie I particularly didn't make it to the end i yeah. mean we turned it on for yeah. 15 minutes yeah. and then last night i went to in the theaters and i saw bones and all which is luca guadagnino's new film with timothy timothy chalamet <laughs> and mark mark rylance and taylor russell i believe her name is uh, this is based on a YA novel. That's right. I said a YA novel about, oh God, um, about teenage cannibals or, or young adult cannibals and their search to find each other. This is a beautiful movie. It is very much not for you, Justin, in just in that there would be stuff you just would not be able to watch and get past. Yeah. But I fucking loved this movie. It had dreamy qualities. It was everybody in it was so unbelievably good. Timothy Chalamet. Oh my. The kid is just knocks it out of the park in everything I've ever seen him in. Taylor Russell is so good. Mark Rylance is creepy as hell. Michael Sturberg is great. Um Chloe Sevigny and um uh Andre Holland both have roles that are uh you know they're they're small roles but they're both memorable and good. This I, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. It's uh, Guadagnino himself. I listened to him to give an interview about it. He's uh, says, yes, I, I know there are metaphors that, that people will make very specifically queer and, and addict metaphors. He says, but that's, I didn't choose one for me. I, I went as you know, straightforward with, with this material as I could, um, which I think played very well in that you can, make you put yourself in the story a lot i i loved this movie loved it loved it loved it wish that it was not <laughs> so the the cannibalism is so base that i think it would you just wouldn't be able to get past it could you there tell is a me finger degloving you oh, can tell finger like they, they shape on, and it's so intense it's in the first 15 oh, minutes never. it is so oh. My God. It is so intense and well done that it's just yeah. like you see no, it. Seven, that's, you know. No, that's yeah. absolutely not. So, I mean, you here. know it's coming because she's sort of like yeah. it's it's Taylor Russell yeah. and she's nope, sort of nope. with someone. You I, know it's coming. Want, I didn't but, want to hear about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very base. It's extremely – it's not extremely graphic. It does not linger on it, but it, it – yeah. It, it would upset you. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> and I'm I don't want it squirming. to upset you. Yeah. I don't um, want it to upset you because – I want people to be able to see this movie and, and enjoy it if it wouldn't upset I them. want to be able to enjoy Luca Guadagnino yeah. and Timothy Chalamet again. Well, and I don't think I would be. I don't think it would upset. I don't think it would make you angry. Yeah. I just think you wouldn't be able to, yeah. to get past it. I think you yeah. would just. Yeah. It wouldn't be for you. I don't think it would make you mad at Guadagnino or right. Chalamet. I right. think you would see the. The art, the artistic, right. you know, the artistic value of it. But I don't think you'd be able to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Have you seen Bones and all? Were you vomiting, projectile vomiting into the lap of the person next to you? Or did you have a great time? My and... feet were twisting like I was at the dentist <laughs> in a couple of scenes. There's a Mark Rylance scene that is so uncomfortable, oh and it's not even cannibalism. Come to the Facebook uh, at the next podcast and tell us about the cannibalism or the Black Panther thoughts or um, anything you saw. That you Glass thought. Onion. That's Onion, Fableman's, like... 
tell us. We There's a lot going on, and we'd love to hear from you about it. Yes, so, do it. Um, you can also email us at motionsnext at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet at us at the next podcast on Twitter. I am not on Twitter anymore, but Fanny is at... Fanny V. Darling. Yeah, so... I want to give a shout-out to the Twitter community, too. I know we've heard there's a lot of really ugly stuff happening on Twitter right now. However, the lit community, that's literary, literature and writer community, really came forward and, and helped me out with something for a friend of mine who's in end-stage colon cancer and... Lee, Lee Bardugo, thank you. They got him an arc of a book that he had wanted to read and might not have been able to. So heartwarming things. I know we get a lot of bad stuff about Twitter, but I'm there till the end, if only because the literary community is still fighting the good fight there. Thanks, guys. Good things on Twitter make us happy. So And good things in the world and people. Yes. So. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>